0: This is the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network.
1: The following contains mature subject matter, coarse language, intense situations, and is meant for an adult audience. Listener discretion is advised. in families blood runs deep bleeder's digest issue number 22 daddy issues featuring special guest bill mosley whose new film prisoners of the
2: Ghostland* is available on vod now this story is called daddy issues by trevor shand i'm bill mosley and i play the part of dad me and my dad are best friends i can't quite put it any other way
1: There was never a little league game of mine he wasn't there for, never a new movie we didn't see in the theater on opening night, and never an album we didn't sit on the couch and travel inside while gazing into the artwork. Although we were happy and kept busy, he would often tell me how things just weren't the same since Mom died. It's something I've been thinking about a ton. Not much is left from when she was around, including my own memories of her. She passed when I was only three. I'm not sure anyone recalls much from when they were three. Perhaps in a fleeting moment, maybe once or twice in a lifetime, something reaches out from the void and ignites a buried thought. Then, in an instant, it's gone, never to rise to the surface again. That's where she exists now, floating in the ether, waiting to be discovered. I'm 17 now, and it hasn't happened yet. The one day it does, I'm ready, and I'll catch it like a butterfly in a net. Till then, it's me and my old man, and we are doing just fine. The weekends are saved for discovery and adventure. We are just over two hours outside New York City in Lakeville, Connecticut. We walk around Salisbury, exploring the Litchfield Hills in a downtown frozen in time. The place even still has a general store. It's small-town living, and we love it. The fall colors are in full effect. The crisp, cool air kissing the frayed edges of vintage Halloween decorations strewn over shop windows. Signs for the haunted trail 30 minutes outside of town in New Milford. Pumpkins lining Main Street. During the week, we slip into the same old routine. I come home from school around 4, my dad usually behind me from his construction shift outside town around 5.30. I go in the backyard and I dig. He cooks, I come inside, clean up and shower. Eventually, he'll go to the back house where he stays up for hours. He's got a side job fixing old electronics, vending and pinball machines, which he refurbishes and sells on consignment through the antique stores and pawn shops for extra money and occasionally for private collectors who can afford to have their broken stuff shipped out here to the middle of nowhere. First, we sit down for our two nightly bowls of hot beef stew,
2: and we talk. Dad, how long you figure it'll take to finish hollowing out the foundation? Well, uh, uh, what did the workshop take us? Three months? This one won't be as big, though, so I think another few weeks at most. You've been annihilating it out there.
1: Yeah, well, I just put on the earbuds, listen to gory story or whatever random podcast I can find and just go to town.
2: Well, you're doing great out there, kid. So, uh, what have you been thinking you want to do for your big day tomorrow? October 28th, my
1: birthday. I I don't know, maybe uh, a cake? Huh? A cake?
2: That's it? 18th birthday and you want a cake? Uh, a chocolate cake? Well, you are easy to please, boy. A cake it is. As we wrap up dinner, I kiss dad on the cheek and head out to bed. The biggest chocolate cake you've ever seen! With whipped cream inside and your name written on it, <laughs> Rest up, I'll see you in the schoolhouse bright and early.
1: I get up at 7am the next day, grab a Pop-Tart out of the kitchen and head to school. The putrid stench that came with it always takes your breath away at first. But after a while, you just kind of get used to it. Now well, maybe you don't. It just becomes a part of you as the decay enters your lungs, moving to your blood. I walk by my friends, Violet, Daryl, Joanne, and take my seat at the head of the class. After a few minutes, a door at the back creaks open and Dad walks in and adjusts a metal cart holding the TV in front of the chalkboard. He goes over to a cabinet and slides out a drawer of VHS cassettes. He carefully selects a tape, loads it into the VCR, and presses play before he leaves for the job site. The familiar static begins, washing away into the day's lessons. The teacher, Mrs. Jolivan, always looks so sad. A fly lands on my pen and I shoot away. Another buzzes past my face. Always the damn flies. Always the smell. The day is a blur of math, quiet reading time, history, and controversy lessons. A controversy is my favorite class of them all. That's where we're told about the lies of humanity. We learn of the saints whose job it is to cleanse these lies and that trust is not to be a gift taken lightly. It's why when I'm out with Dad, I'm always cool saying hi or exchanging pleasantries with a stranger, but never much more than that. It was fine to attend baseball games as long as Dad was there. Sleepovers, playdates dates at other kids' houses, that kind of thing. Well, that was off the table. People are committed to the self and will cast darkness on those who get in the way. That's what controversy is all about. Staying out of the way. It is those philosophies that often bring Miss Jollivan to tears. <laughs> of static is what signals the end of the school day as I stand up, remove the tape, and place it in a drawer at the bottom of the cabinet. I head home, I go in the backyard, I dig until the sky turns orange, then black, and the crickets begin their nightly prayers to the moon. Back inside, two bowls of hot beef stew. Dad walks out of the dining room and returns with a massive chocolate cake happy 18th tristan written across in red
2: happy birthday dear tristan happy birthday to you ah shit i forgot the candle don't worry dad it's
1: cool i love it we sit and talk about the adventures of the day bits of chocolate cake and
2: whipped cream cling to his long white beard so uh how's it going on the dalton house oh christ you should see that place Building a wine cellar, pool out back, no stone left unturned with this one. We talk through the night, even longer than usual.
1: I head upstairs to bed and shut the light on my nightstand. Just as I begin to drift to sleep, a creak and my door opens. Dad walks into the room and sits on the edge of my bed. He speaks slowly and cautiously like something isn't right.
2: Uh, listen, Tristan, I have to tell you something. I'm not quite sure how to say this but it's got to be done now before i do you have to know that i love you so so much just uh unfortunately not as much as killing folk (laughs) nice one dad (laughs) come on man for real what's up well uh for real what's up is that your dad is buried underneath your bed And just like that, he turned.
1: His usual kind face became angular and his patient smile got wide and menacing. Dad, man, you're scaring me. What's going on? He got off the bed, turned, reached halfway under and jostled one of the floorboards until it became loose. He slid it out towards the center of the room and underneath was a large package the size of a hat box, covered in wrapping paper. A yellow bow was attached. A tag underneath read, Happy 18th Birthday he put the box on my bed go ahead open it now this had to be a joke maybe dad is having some sort of mental breakdown whatever it was it was absolutely terrifying that uncomfortable terrifying feeling that you get of having zero control it's the same feeling of watching alcohol take hold of someone like we'd seen in controversy class or people in the throes of dementia that had to be cleansed by the saints the street walkers the homeless the corrupted youth who have lost their way I've seen it myself at school on those tapes I tore off the wrapping paper and opened the box. Inside was a mound of black ash, what looked like to be a human skull submerged into
2: it. What the? Yes! Now that is a wonderful thing. I've been waiting 14 years for this moment. What a fucking reunion. Happy birthday, son. Meet Dad.
1: (laughs) My eyes welled up with tears and my whole body threw itself backwards into the wall next to my bed. If I could materialize and pass through it, I would.
2: 14 years ago, I broke into your house, slaughtered your parents like the sows they were, and never left. It's, this can't be. Calgary, Alberta, middle of the fucking night. Here comes little old me, like a like a bloodstained Santa Claus. I stabbed your daddy through the top of the goddamn skull while he slept. He was out like a fucking light. Not much left of mom though. I started pouncing on her head like a grape stomper the minute she woke up. Didn't leave much choice in terms of preservation, which kind of bums me out. Woulda had a nice dramatic effect for your big birthday reveal. I didn't work with your daddy. Fuck, I didn't even know him personally, so don't ask me what his favorite fucking sports team was or how he liked his steak. This business of taking care of things is best done as a ghost, Tristan. See, I I never met your daddy before. I just saw him. In a market, buying some blueberries, bread, the usual things. The Saints, though, they told me. They told me he was polluted. Tristan, your parents were sent to me. Do you understand how miraculous this all is? Anyhow, I stuffed you in the trunk, drove down to Connecticut, and we started a whole new afterlife. Then the voices stopped. The saints just stopped. This is what fate is, boy. It's what faith is. Over the years, they came back with more and more fervor, guiding me, guiding us, to this very moment. Whoa, whoa, whoa what happens now? Why do you have my shovel? Let's go digging, Dad. I'm ready to dig now. Am, am I being cleansed? What happens now? What happens now? I blow out the fucking candle! the dark saints, the
1: I begin to dream. The little red schoolhouse where I have my lessons, 25 yards away from the main house. It was the first building on the 7 on our property that I remember working on with Dad. The flies gathering on my friends, Violet, Daryl, Joanne, chewing on their dead, rotting flesh. Their bodies had been there, propped up in those chairs for at least nine years. Dad had cleansed them in front of me with an axe when they were just little. The tears running down Miss Jollivan's face, colored in static from the videotape. Then I see my mom, for a fleeting moment, and I catch
3: it like a butterfly in a net. What do you make of all this, Detective?
0: It's the most disturbing, vile insanity I've ever encountered, or even heard of. The decayed bodies of three missing children cases in this... schoolhouse from hell. We found a teacher from Massachusetts who the FBI had been searching for for a decade, Diana Jollivan, nailed to the wall in a workshop with garden spikes through her wrists and ankles, in an outbuilding, not a stone's throw away from there. A video camera aimed at her face. Over 30 dead bodies buried under small shacks all over the property, each one covered in internal organs, teeth, and hair like, like it was decorated by the devil himself. Human remains cooked in six pots of stew found in the refrigerator, and Darren Tamers, from a missing persons case up in Canada almost 15 years ago, beaten to death in an upstairs bedroom
3: oh my god
0: no lord we pray to had anything to do with this one shed in the back had an altar photos of murderers and serial killers with halos drawn on them like like the monsters were fucking saints
3: and a suspect
0: all we know is construction worker who went by charlie Dedham. could be an alias nothing turns up and no fingerprints Forensics found some evidence on the property that seemed to corroborate that he had them cut clean off. Son of a bitch, must have tried to burn it all over the ground, but the fire department got to it before it could do much damage. Assuming Charlie's long gone, my team's been here for hours. No sign of the bastard,
2: except...
3: A
0: note? What does it say? Found your fucking candle.
1: Daddy Issues, written by Trevor Shand. Guest starring Bill Mosley as Dad. Featuring Trevor Shand as Tristan. Chrissy Fox and Spider One as The Detectives. Production and sound design by Trevor Shand. Theme music by Tyler Connolly, Chrissy Fox, and Trevor Shand. Bleeders Digest is created and curated by Spider One, Chrissy Fox, Trevor Shand, and Lauren Shand. Subscribe on your favorite podcast provider to never miss an episode. Bleeder's Digest is a presentation of the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. It's the Bleeder's Digest. Posh! Oh. oh my
4: goodness.
3: Wow, this is epic. It's like a choir. We need Rhapsody. So I'm Trevor.
4: I'm Lauren. I'm Chrissy.
3: Spider.
1: So we're back with another story and another special guest That was horror icon Bill Moseley In a story written by me For episode 22 it's A ghastly tale we like to call Daddy Issues Wow, why did you that? The way I came up with that story was actually, you know, when like you guys know this, when you're putting your kids to bed at night and they pull these stall tactics and they start asking you like a billion questions or start asking for water or snacks. So one of these nights Everett said right when I closed the door, are you my real dad or the fake dad?
3: (laughs) What did you tell him?
1: (laughs) I think I said, I'm your fake dad. And he freaked out. And I said, I'm just kidding. I'm your real dad. But it gave me the story. I was like, this is going to be a cool story idea. I I was telling you guys before we started recording the repercussions of this story. So there's a couple parts in the story where I yell very loudly. So I yelled loudly like three times. These bursts of yells when I was recording some extra parts the other day. And I literally blew my voice out. So unfortunately, I use my voice for work. It's starting to come back now, but it is like I got laryngitis from it, basically. So I can only talk for a little bit of time, and then it starts cracking, and my vocal cords are all swollen, which sucks. That's happened to me maybe once or twice, but I wanted to ask you, Spider in particular. I know you just played a bunch of shows after not playing shows for, for quite a while due to the pandemic and everything, right? You played a couple of shows over the Halloween weekend, and there's a few of your songs that require, I mean, the hook of the songs, like when worlds collide and bombshell requires you to yell. Yeah. How do you do? You, does that ever become a problem when you're playing those songs over and over again on tour? Do you have to, is there any like vocal health that you have to adhere to, to keep
3: that going? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I've, I guess I've either done it completely wrong or completely right all these years. Cause I, I don't tend to, unless I get sick on the road, I don't tend to lose my voice, and it's funny because that's what I was most afraid of going back and doing these shows was just would my voice not be there? And the voice was fine, but the calf muscles, man, I can't <laughs> even <laughs> walk. <after> the, <laughs> you know, if anybody's seen Power Man, you know it's like a lot of hopping around and jumping. It's an aerobic around. show. And uh, I was fine after the first show. Then after the second show, I couldn't. I could barely walk. Walk the next day, but um. Yeah, I don't do much to like warm up. I don't ever warm up before a show or anything like that. I just, you know, after this many years of screaming my head off, I suppose the damage is done. You know?
1: Wow. So you've never gone through any period of time where you've lost your voice like whatsoever?
3: I mean, yeah. I mean, in in a tour, but it usually is. It usually is coupled with being sick. You know what I mean? You get a cold, cold or something, and then. But um, generally, it's pretty been pretty reliable. You know.
5: I find that like the more. I trash my voice; the better it is for screaming stuff. Like once you're on the road, yeah. and like destroyed. It just is more consistent. But but yeah, yeah my same voice, thing, yeah, my voice thing.
3: tends to like after like on a proper tour after like four weeks, I come like, home and my voice is like twice as deep because
2: yeah.
3: just like, <laughs> you've just blown out all top end of your voice and you just have this great. That's when we should do the next story Is after a tour, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, exactly.
5: <laughs> whiskey voice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Bill Moseley, of course, everyone knows him as Chop Top from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 from back in 86 and Otis Driftwood and the House of a Thousand Corpses Trilogy and tons of other roles. And you can most recently see him in Sion Sono's English language debut, Prisoners of the Ghostland on VOD alongside Nick cage where Nick cage wears a really cool detonating leather suit. And if he doesn't find Bill Mosley's granddaughter, parts of him will explode and they do indeed explode. And it's, it's quite the adventure. So definitely check that out. Bill and Nick cage in a movie. Yeah,
5: yeah. that's a great combo, right?
1: Right. They have a lot of things in common, you know, they really go for it in their roles. And as you could hear Bill Mosley really going for it as the dad in daddy issues.
5: He's one of those people like, I think that you should invite to your imaginary dinner party because we've had dinner parties with him and he him and his wife are like the two of the most entertaining people I've ever sat across and spoke to. Like he's an awesome dude, but he's so funny and so entertaining. Mental mental know for people, your what is it called? Like when you have your um is it the imaginary dinner party or your like dream dinner party, living or dead?
1: I've not heard of this.
5: It's a thing people do where they make a list and they're like, who would you have? You might like five or six people to your like dream dinner party, living or dead. And I just feel like, Bill Mosley is definitely should be on the list. He's, he's a really awesome guy.
1: Who else? Would be on the list? Yeah. Who would be on, who'd be on the list? Oh God. Besides bill.
5: Who would be? Oh, God. Oh, you know what? What, what? Who am I kidding? It would be the cast of Friends. A hundred percent.
1: Of course
3: it would be. I
4: knew that answer before you said it. I was like, why? Yeah, is I, like,
5: actually, I'm like mad at myself for thinking. I'm like, of course.
3: <laughs> Spider, how about you? Oh, definitely Martin Van Buren, the uh, ninth president of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's actually ninth. What, what, what number of president was Martin Van Buren? I don't know. God, I don't know, <laughs> Chrissy. Chrissy
1: and I don't don't have to. We we would have failed our immigration exam, I guess. Yeah.
5: If, they didn't ask that question. No, Bridget they didn't.
1: So we do not know. They
3: didn't ask what number president was. Yeah. Martin no, no.
1: I thought when you said it was
3: uh like a DJ, like a house DJ, isn't there some? <laughs> well, I mean, oh, yeah, Martin Van Buren and Steve Aoki would <laughs> Right, <laughs> sounds like a double bill at Coachella. <laughs>
5: God, you don't have a serious one like come on who would give us one give us one name i was serious okay well give i
3: don't one. know i uh i don't know stanley if kubrick's on dead. your shirt yeah but uh, he probably yeah i mean look you don't want to meet your hero what about right? like the
5: clash or yeah something? like
3: the clash the, all of the clash joe strummer stanley kubrick and uh martin van buren
5: wow how about you guys
3: <laughs> mine is robert rodriguez <laughs> oh really have you met
1: never met him He's a guy I would love to meet. He's also a guy, though. If I met him and he was a jerk for any reason, I would be absolutely destroyed. So, as Spider said, don't meet your your heroes. That that might be.
3: He he could be a jerk because he's a very like I I don't know him at all, but I did meet him once at Comic Con, and he was serving his own tacos out of a taco truck. So I that's incredible. Yeah, pretty humble. I forget what movie they were. Oh, it's from uh, Machete. They were promoting it. Cool. I think was that his movie. Yeah, it yeah. sounds about. Yeah. Robert Rodriguez
1: is is known for doing these cooking schools on the end of his DVDs as um, special features. So, yeah, I would absolutely love. He's a huge inspiration to me. I love
3: him. Lauren, how about you? I know Lauren. Tori Amos. <laughs> well, yeah. I've, had, yeah.
4: I've had dinner with her. You did? Yeah. At a hotel. It was like for a record. Oh, Wait, OK. okay. Still, said- it's cool.
1: Is that your final one? That's your final it answer? Is? No,
4: I mean, I'd probably be Ben Gibbard from Death Cab for Cutie. That's a good one. Or Guillermo del Toro.
1: Also good. I've seen Ben Gibbard live in concert so many times (laughs) because of Lauren. I've seen that band more than I've seen any other band. I've seen that band more than if I had a favorite band. (laughs) I wouldn't have seen my favorite band as many times if I've seen Ben Gibbard.
4: You know what? I'm going through withdrawals. It's been so long. Do
1: you not since... get bored of seeing like, it's a great no. show. No. How could you and get bored? And they play cool venues, but do you ever get bored of the the same songs over and over and over? No. Live? No? No. Why would you? I'm just, I don't know.
4: Just a question. I mean, they're all like a little different.
1: If you enjoy Daddy Issues or any of the other stories on Bleeders, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps the show get found and keeps the episodes coming on these post shows. We might actually read your review like Chrissy is about to do right now.
5: All right. So this one is from Tab 1975. We got five stars. The topic is The Thing in the Road. First off, all the episodes are amazing from the writing to the sound to the special effects. But God, episode number 18, I call myself as a longtime horror fan desensitized. But this was scary.
2: Woo! Thank
1: you, should- you. Wow. Yeah, that was a great one. That was really written good. by Chrissy Fox.
5: Yeah, that was that was a really fun one to record. It's a lot of screaming and crying and my baby
4: laughing at me. So, yeah.
1: Lauren, what can you tell us about what's in store? For episode
4: 23. Ooh, episode 23. That's me. You know what? I've noticed that I like working with kids. So one of my other stories has a kid in it. Well, I guess because we have a bunch of kids. Sure. might as well And nothing scarier them. than kids. Yeah. <laughs> and so this um, is about a kid. And I feel like if I say anything, it's going to give it away.
1: Okay. So it's about a kid.
4: It's about a kid
1: who makes some discoveries about themselves yes that may be horrifying yes all right we'll leave it at that
5: that's a good story Get ready
1: we look forward to episode 23 that was the bleeders digest post show for episode 22 you can follow us on twitter instagram at bleeders digest that's d-i-e-g-e-s-t and bleedersdigest.com for spider chrissy lauren and myself stay bloody and
4: keep digesting keep digesting that's it <laughs>